Welcome to episode 133 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play Sayonara Wild Hearts. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. His name is Michael Ruffalo. I'm excited to talk about a fever dream of a game. And here to talk about a fever dream along with us, his second time on the show. Welcome back, Cam Koenig. Hi, Woo! hello. It's me, your boy, uh, ready to also talk about a fever dream as I am just a fever dream of a person. So Wow. Thanks, uh, thanks uh, for having me back. We this couldn't have a... picked a better guest. Thank you. Uh, for folks who don't know, all the podcasts that you do, yes. uh, please uh, tell us about the things you do on the internet. Yeah, so uh, blanket-wise, you can see all of, listen, rather, all of the podcasts that me and my co-host Nathan Brandt do. Uh, it's some good shows, somegoodshows.biz or at somegoodshows on Twitter. Uh, we have uh, a variety of audio programs for you to enjoy with your ears um we have the video game robot show which is a basically a show where we have a randomized prompt that a randomized robot that spits out a video game based on prompts and then we just kind of pitch that with a guest we've got hamburg lore which is about like corporate and food mascot lore we've got the big three which is our my hero academia podcast where we basically are just kind of going through that show and uh, doing recaps and analysis and just talking about it. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all of our stuff there. Uh, currently, we're in the middle of our one of our seasonal shows called Everything Ranked, where it's us uh, and two additional guests uh, for six episodes. We basically just take various nouns and pit them against each other in the field <laughs> of battle uh, and decide which one is the best thing. Um and so that's pretty fun. So if it's uh, if it's pretty stupid and a podcast, chances are we have something to do with it. Uh, <laughs> and I think you can find all those again at somegoodshows.biz? Correct. Um, because we found that .biz was way funnier, so we <laughs> went for it. <laughs> and uh, again, if you want to check out Cam on our the last episode of this show he was on, he was on episode 84, Oxen Free. Yes. Uh, so go ahead and, and check that out along with all the great shows that he does. We're very happy to have you back. Thank you so much for coming on the show yeah, today. Yeah, thanks again for having me. This is a blast. Uh, also, because of this show, I got real excited when Oxenfree 2 got announced, so that's pretty cool. So thanks for that. Hey, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> we're going to do something with you that we did last time you came on the show, yes. but before we recorded, uh, we're going to run you through the, the gauntlet once again, okay. uh, which Ready. is just a bunch of questions so that people can learn about your gaming taste. Got Michael, my... uh, Take it over. Do and it. this is, Jacob, this is where you insert the gong sound again? Yep. There's not been a gong yet, but hey, it's <laughs> but, a bit. But it's going to happen, right? Um, gong. And the guy like commences! Mortal Kombat. Um, okay, so Cam, we're going to hit you with five questions. Uh, feel free to answer them rapidly. Don't think about them too much. We, we want your like gut instincts. Okay. What is uh, your most controversial gaming opinion? Oh God! Um, my con my most controversial gaming opinion is that a lot of games that people want sequels to or remakes of probably don't need them or deserve them, and those old games aren't going away. It's okay. It's fine. I promise. Which one in particular? Oh God, a lot of them. Um, any, I I feel like it's a lot of anytime. Like I I'm a big Ape Escape fan. I don't it's know. Good. That's a very good, I don't, that's a very I don't, good example. I don't know if Sony today would make a good Ape Escape game, but those old don't games still exist, so I'm good, you know. Okay, perfect. What is your earliest gaming memory? Uh, my earliest gaming memory um, was, I guess it was seeing some friends on the playground play Pokemon Red and Blue for the Game Boy. Um, and I was like, what is that? What's going on? Uh, and then little did I know, like three or four years later, it would consume my life entirely. <laughs> Amazing. Um, what game have you spent the most time playing? Game I've spent the most time playing, I think it's probably Destiny 2. Uh, I'm inching close to about a thousand hours on that. 
Wow. Um, I love that game a lot. <laughs> That's crazy. And I only play like one sub one class too. Uh, I just <laughs> oh really I just really like Warlock. I don't really care enough to play the other ones. Uh, That's awesome. So, yeah. Um, what is your favorite console generation? Uh, favorite console generation for me, probably the PS2, GameCube, Xbox era. Um, just because I think the games that came out then were not only all really good for the most part, like the highs were very high, but there was some real weird stuff in there that I just really appreciated. They just took a swing for, especially on the GameCube. Oh my God. Beautiful. Let's talk about Mr. Mosquito for a whole podcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about Cubivore. Let's go. Yeah. Dr. Vito. Yeah. Just a bunch of weird ones. Yeah. Um, There's so many weird games out there. (laughs) Have you ever pretended to be sick to get out of something so you could play a game instead? And if so, which game? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) I skipped on a work yesterday to be here. (laughs) Hey, awesome. Um, I think like some of my earlier ones, like I definitely did fake sick whenever I was like younger because I just wanted to play like whatever I was playing at the time on my PlayStation, um, which was usually like a Crash Bandicoot game or a Spyro game or a Gex game, which... Yeah. Additionally, we also don't need another Gax game. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Mike's thinking about it. Do you want more Gax? I don't. Maybe I do. I, I did play all the all the Gax games. I did really enjoy them. I don't Same. know if that shtick would like play I today. Don't I don't think it would at like, all. That was like a that was a weird moment where James Bond was like top of the consciousness. Yeah, there was Austin Powers. It's there, like that. Like it's like. Gex is just what happens if Austin Powers and Duke Nukem just like met in the middle and was also a gecko um, and, and had the I gecko guy in there. Yeah, yeah, and I I just really don't think that would work well today. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Well, that's a gauntlet. Thank you for playing. I'm, I'm sure our audience has a much better idea of what you're like. And winded, winded, uh, but I, I yeah. persevered. We got through it. <laughs> Uh, this is not a podcast about Gex, though. This is a podcast about Sayonara Wild bit. Hearts. That's our bit. I stole it. I have been doing it for too long. That's that fine. That is their bit. Do what you gotta I, do. I will admit. That is, a, that is a Some Good Shows original right there. Yeah, copyright. TM, TM, TM. Copyright. Uh. Uh, developed by Samogo, published by Annapurna Interactive, uh, available on everything PS4, Switch, iOS, Mac OS. Windows and Xbox One originally released on September 19th of 2019. Uh, we start this part of the program uh, with a segment we call the Fast Pitch. It is a one-sentence description of the game that we are about to talk about. Uh, who wants to jump in first with their one-sentence pitch on this one? Uh, I have three words to describe this game, and I can't take credit for it because I saw it on Twitter, but Carly Res Jepsen. That's very good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, why use more words when few words good? Exactly. That ruins, exactly. That ruins me. Now, I, now, everything I'm going to say has to be longer than that. Yep. Uh, okay, I'll take I'll take a, a less eloquent crack at it. It is an estrogen fueled dance pop um, on rails rhythm game. Oh, uh, mine is easier. It's what if Parappa the rapper but drugs. Which drugs, Jacob? Uh, lick, lick a stamp and find out. Oh. <laughs> I feel like Parappa the Rapper with drugs is just Parappa the Rapper. Like they, <laughs> you know, like something had to be going on there. But All right, I can try again. What if Guitaru Man but Neo? Okay, yeah, neon, sure. But Neon, yeah, yeah. Neon. Not yeah, I'll give Neo. you that. Absolutely. We will accept that answer. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Uh, let's give you a little bit more information about what happened when this game came out. Uh, this is the time capsule. We're just going to talk about what happened in 2019 and what happened around this game. Uh, let me tell you some games that were released in the same week as this game, just to give you the right frame of mind. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Switch. Untitled Goose Game came out literally the same week, um, as well as the remake of Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch um, for Switch and then remastered for PS4 and PC. Uh, did y'all play any other of Samogo's games? Uh, most notably, they put out a bunch for iOS, but most notably, Year Walk and Device 6. Play them both. Super dope. Did you play either of those two or anything else Samogo? I did? had never even heard of them before this. Same. Um, mm. This is the first Samogo joint I have played. Same. I had, I had no conception that they were a developer or that they made games or like I had no context coming into this as to like zero expectations other than 
the cover art looked very feminine and very like dancey. It just looked like a neon dance floor. Okay. Well, let me let me give you a little little context on those two games. Year Walk is about the Swedish tradition of year walking. Um, and it's like an adventure game that you play on your phone. And Device 6 is an adventure game that's text-based. And I think I remember correctly, like, you'll essentially, like, flip through a book to find clues and stuff. Huh, super that sounds dope. sounds really super... cool. Yeah. That, yeah, th- that that's this game almost is a game Swedish. that you both love does not yes. surprise me at all. Like <laughs> this this game also oozes like the Swedish music pop factory at every pore. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Uh most notably this game uh was one of the tentpole releases for Apple Arcade. And that's oh. originally how I played it. Did y'all did y'all ever engage with that free trial of Apple Arcade? Never. I actually had Apple Arcade for a little bit. I didn't have an iPhone whenever it came out. Uh, but whenever I switched over to one, it was like maybe a year ago. I was like, yeah, let me check out Apple Arcade. I want to play Grindstone. Sure. Um, and I did. And I'm like, yeah, this is very cool. Like, there was some neat stuff on there. This was like right around the time I think Fantasian had just come out on Apple Arcade. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll play an RPG. Sure. Great. Um, I enjoyed it. I have since like let my sub kind of lapse on it just because I have been playing so many other things. But I think it's cool. Um, I think... Like, for me specifically, um, launching Apple Arcade with this was pretty cool. Um, Just because, like, this was something that I had seen trailers for um, around, like, PAX time, like, going, like, a year or two before the game came out. And I was just, like, in at the get-go. Like, I I was like, yeah, I'm I'm going to play the heck out of this game. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, they're like launching Apple Arcade with Sayonara Wild Hearts. That's really cool. Um, and uh, hilariously enough, I think that is the worst place to play it. But, you know, it's either here or there. What was the hype cycle leading up to this game? Man, um, I think I just remember a lot of people, a lot of my friends who would go to PAXs. I, I wasn't at these particular paxes um but a lot of friends who would go to them and just be like oh man like i played this one level of this really cool game it's like uh a lot of people just talking about the trailer and the style because around then like and still kind of now like there's not a whole lot of games that kind of look like it or have the same kind of vibe um except for stuff that you would see like back in like the ps2 days or something like that um, so I think it, it, it wasn't people being like outwardly like, oh my God, this is game of the year, like level, like hype cycle. But I felt like it was a lot of people just talking about how really cool it looked um, and how uh, good the soundtrack is, which it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask you about your favorite track later because I'm, I'm sure you hard have thoughts. question. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I, I played a couple games because I ended up getting, and it was weird because they added controller support to yeah. iPad like right at the same time. So I distinctly remember the first time I played it, Apple Arcade, getting my iPad with a PS4 controller and playing this game and a few more. Mm-hmm. But I would agree with you that I, I played it on the PS5 through like PS4 uh, emulation this time around. Yeah. And that is definitely like on the couch, headphones, yeah such a better way to play the yeah game. i for for this when i replayed it i just like sat on my couch with like i have i have it on switch and i just like played it on my giant tv with my sound bar and like chef's kiss perfect like that's you need like a good sound system and just something to like just stare right at you know mike how did you play it i played it on the xbox one uh i think it's on game if it's not on game pass it was on sale Mm-hmm. when we were considering it and i think i got it for half off and um yeah played it on my xbox one and we'll talk and more first about time that. you played it too right yes first time I, cool. I again i came in with zero expectations i think i had seen this game maybe once or twice it had mm-hmm. not made a, a serious like impression on me i think i had just paid attention to it because it was annapurna uh um, yeah published uh bangers only <laughs> honestly <laughs> yeah <laughs> But uh, but but that being said, yeah, I did not uh, I did not pay that much attention to it. So um, this was an interesting this is an interesting dive into the world. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have one more question before we really dive in. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your background on on rhythm games? Because I think that Ooh. Cam and I probably have more experience. Mike, I don't know. Are you a rhythm game guy? I played a ton of Guitar Hero and Rock yeah. Band. Um, I played a ton, a ton of like uh, Guitar Hero Two, uh, Guitar Hero Three. I had Guitar Hero World Tour. I had both Guitar Hero drums and i also had rock band drums um it was one of my favorite things and i was that guy that would like keep them in my trunk so that way if i was at a party and people are like you want to play some rock band or something and they're like oh yeah but we just don't have all the stuff i'm like don't worry i got you let's go uh, i uh, this probably kind of answers a little bit of my history and enjoyment of rhythm games but i have a full rock band for setup ready to go in a like a hockey bag in my living room just like grab and go whenever anybody wants to use that's it. hardcore like i am like and like today like i i have like i i will if somebody's like hey i want to play rock band like i'm like all right cool bet let's go um because i oh man i just adore rhythm games like i what if Good. What about other rhythm games like Patapon or yeah. Parappa or yeah. Guitar Man or like what other what other rhythm games come to mind that you guys have either loved or you know had experiences with that maybe you bounced off of? You named a few of my favorites right there, mm-hmm. like Parappa the Rapper Two. Yeah. Despite that game being a ninety-minute video game, I yeah. love it. I actually have a copy in my office somewhere. Yeah. Um, unsurprisingly, uh, and then I didn't love Patapon. I, I don't oh. know why, but I just mm-hmm. bounced off. I couldn't. It's a weird thing. With me. It's a weird yeah. thing. Yeah. But a non-traditional rhythm game because mm-hmm. it has like, it's a battler too. It's like a weird action adventure game too. Cause I love even Guitaru man. I also have a copy of that in my office cause I love great that game. game. Great game. Yeah. Um, but I guess I just like traditional rhythm games, not sure. ones that kind of, I'll play Donkey Konga with you cause I have right. a full set mm-hmm. in my parents' basement. Uh, good stuff. Uh, I don't know why. Pat upon wasn't my thing. Sure. I loved Patapon. I had a lot of fun with it. It's um, really cool. Yeah. What about Rhythm Heaven? Love you guys Rhythm get Heaven. Get into that. Okay. Love Never Rhythm played Heaven. it. It's so weird, dude. Oh my god, it's so good. Uh, it is. It is just a really neat rhythm game in the sense that it it definitely is one, but and you're playing it and it feels like one, but at the same time, like it's just these like little vignettes of just you doing things and they're just like in time to the beat and it's so cool. Um, It's weird. Rhythm heaven's great. That's something that I do think we need another one of. Uh, (laughs) And I know Nintendo can do it because the, uh, in super Mario party, the like rhythm game, like mini game mode or whatever, like, that was basically just a rhythm heaven game, um, yeah, and it was great. Uh, like I, I adored that, and so like I really, I'd love to see that. I just, I just really love rhythm games. I, I like, I like Western rhythm games a little bit more. Like uh, I, I Beat Saber, I love Beat Saber. Audio Surf. Um, I don't know if audio, you guys have oh, played Audio, audio Surf. surf yeah, I sunk maybe a hundred or two hundred hours using Audio Surf as like a like chill out. It's a use great it as an game audio for it. visualizer and yeah. just like I would do it like in class in university just being like zoned out of the lecture with headphones on and just like <laughs> using my mouse sliding across the three different lanes to like you know get all the colored dots um yes I Is that like a, a frequency amplitude cousin? I have not played Do you remember played, frequency and amplitude? I do yeah. remember them but I haven't played them so it, I don't have It looks like it but it's kind of not like you're not like lane switching it basically just like puts blocks based on literally whatever song you input into the game um and depending on like what mode you're playing you want to get certain types of blocks and like stack them up in certain orders and stuff and you're just kind of you know surfing the tunes (laughs) absolutely Uh, and i loved it i loved every moment of it so yes that's the context that i have coming into this yeah i i never I've never really been big into a lot of, uh, really a lot of like East Asian uh, rhythm games. Like those are kind of a little bit more hardcore for kind of what I like. And especially like as I'm, you know, getting a little bit older, um, I just want to play rhythm games to have fun. I like getting better at them, sure. But uh, it's not like my primary goal to make sure that I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down and get like a full combo on this track, this track, and this track. You know, like I, 
I absolutely adore just like hanging out. I've been playing a lot of Clone Hero, which is just like an independently developed, uh, basically clone of Guitar Hero, but it is so good. And there's like such a vibrant community behind it, making a bunch of like really weird and fun and sometimes hilarious charts. Um, and so that's been like my main output lately. But uh, yeah, like I, I uh, went to, it was like, God, it was like, it was like probably 2019 or something. Cause it was, right before uh you know covid but me and nathan like i went to go visit nathan and we went to an arcade in their hometown or in their town and we just spent so much money playing just weird rhythm games that they had there it was an absolute blast uh so, so again more clone hero than taiko drum master if you're picking i'll play taiko drum master like the stuff that i'm like kind of turned off to is is a lot of like dj max or like bimani stuff um those are like a little bit more uh, technically minded in a way that it's not for me. Um, I'll play them like very casually just to like hang out with people if they want to, but I'm not like, I'm, I'm never going to ever consider myself even remotely close to being good at beat mania. Wild. That is that, that seems like a wild game that I could never, never, could never. That's so much like you. That's one of those things like that. And Osu are like games that you have to like devote your entire life to. I feel like, okay. So we've talked about our background on rhythm games. Why don't we talk about like what this game in a basic sense is? I know that you said Carly Rez Jepsen, yeah. Um, but I think that Rez is a very good analog, uh, just because it is like short levels, techno music, very Swedish, and yeah. just vibes that'll that'll make you make you go. Yeah, absolutely. Rez is the forebearer for this game. Like, sure, yeah. If Rez had not uh, tripped over itself at times, uh, we would not have this game. Yeah, like, I, I played Res and, like, I get the same kind... Like, whenever people say that, like, Res is, like, one of the most important games to them, it, like, emotionally, like, really touched them or something, like, this game is my Res. I feel like. Um, really? Res didn't, like, hit for me as hard. I thought it was a really cool game, and I like it a lot. Um, but it never connected in a way that a lot of people like said that it did for them and i have that exact feeling about this wow i i didn't think i didn't think anyone would feel that strongly about this game but oh i adore I'm, I'm this excited game. To dig just you that. wait buddy <laughs> <laughs> one thing that we didn't mention is like they almost create this universe around tarot cards yeah so if you're like a big tarot card person you will immediately recognize like mike you're yeah, You're throwing up hands. No, well, that's also one of like. There's just so much in the setup of this game that makes it feel like it's just hyper feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Just to, like it's it's just like a rush of estrogen because it's yeah. like yeah. There's the tarot. There's Queen Latifah talking to you. Yeah, like oh, all Queen the Latifah. characters yeah. are women, um, and it goes from I, I would just say this girl or this young woman to this like powerful heroine who's doing like massive flips and jumps and flying through space and into the sword metaverse fighting and, on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. The coolest thing you can do as a human being, by the way, dodging rockets <laughs> yeah. on a motorcycle, uh, <clears throat> fighting a three headed mech VR. dog. Yeah. yeah. Got turned into a game boy color cartridge. Yes. Let's go. And it, it's yeah, like, it's if, so dope. if I were to think like, what is the polar opposite of this game? It's like mm-hmm. a God of war or yeah. a call of duty. That is just like, Agro, agro mm-hmm. testosterone, tap it right into my veins. That is the most like grunt at the screen uh, and throw your <laughs> controller at the ground as, as you can. Right. Yeah, and this is right. just, just felt like the opposite. Like everything about it was, you know, generally forgiving and kind and warm and just gentle the whole way through. Mm-hmm. The story is, is it important to, to say no. here? It's basically like, Hey, the major arcana, I mean, that's who the bad guys are based off of, or the bad folks, rather. Yeah. Cam, sorry. So, like, I think that the story is, it, it's more of, like, it, it, it kind of reminds me a lot of, like, almost like an allegory, really. Um, because, like, the entire point of the game, and if I'm getting ahead of myself, please stop me. I don't want to interrupt the show or disrupt the flow. But, like, the entire point of the game is, you know you are this girl who has been going through this like intense heartbreak and you know like as you you know go through this journey to save this other world you know you uh you you know bring harmony and peace back into their world and everything like the entire thing is an allegory like 
yeah, like, you know, you're you're in this game going through this other world, but like it's it's really like at its core just an entire like it, it's literally just front to back just a story about getting over a heartbreak and learning to love yourself again. Um it's mm-hmm. all about like uh like the fact that, you know, at the end of the quote story uh, you know, like all of the, like, instead of like, you know, punching and like destroying their hearts, you like go in and you kiss them. them. Oh man, that gets me just messed up every time. Um, (laughs) like the fact that, uh, the entire point of the game is that you should just like follow your heart and no matter like how scary or terrifying it is, to go through and you will eventually, you know, make it through and you will be okay in the end. Like, I think that's like a really, really powerful message. The music leans into that a whole lot. Like the core gameplay of the entire game is about that because of the like heart collectibles that you have to pick up on the ground. Like those are the only safe zones. Even if you don't think they're safe, you just have to trust where your heart is leading you and you will be okay in the end. Huh. It's really cool. I love That's this game. Because um, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna fight with you a bit on that because, like, there are a lot of moments in this game where they make mm-hmm. you take a blind corner and you end up crashing, um, yeah. or or you end up, you know, like they don't. It's give an you... allegory, Michael. Well, now I now I understand <laughs> Cam's point here yeah. because um, I I saw that as like uh this is designed so you play this multiple times mm-hmm. more than like you learn what's going to be coming up ahead. You know where to position yourself yeah. and and that way you get it. But I'm, I'm understanding a bit more now that uh, yeah. they might be putting little treats along the road to, as you say, follow your mm-hmm. heart. Yeah. Like all <laughs> of the like quote, like harder levels and things like that. Um, and I was like looking for this specifically because I wanted to make sure I was not just making up random stuff here on a video game podcast. Uh, but I was like looking who for this that? stuff. No one and, ever does that. N- right. Who would, who would go on the internet and tell lies? I've right? never done that. <laughs> I was, I was really, uh, I, I, I was, I was like making sure that I was looking for, uh, okay, there's a hard part coming up. Like the, the ending boss sequence, for example, like every single, like, yeah, like the attacks are like sort of telegraphed, but everything's moving fast. But if you just look for where, quote, your heart is leading you, then you will be okay. Like, those are all the safe zones at all times. Like, it's just a really cool thing. And once I, like, I played through the game my very first time. Uh, I played through it on stream, which was a bad idea because I did cry at the end. Um, I cry every time I play this. Who am I kidding? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I I, uh, I did, uh, I didn't really, like, I, I knew that there was something, like, really special here with it, um, but I didn't really quite get it. And so I just, like, took a week, um, just kind of sat on it, um, was looking at, like, some what other people were talking about online, and then just, like, started playing it again on my own. And then it just kind of, like, clicked for me that, like, the theme itself, like, the main theme of the entire game and what it wants you to get from it is literally represented, like, in the gameplay and the music. And I think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, like it's it's a queer story, yeah. Which like we don't get enough of, absolutely. Which I love, yeah. I very much love, yeah. So like, in addition to like just a universal story about love, it is a queer love story mm-hmm. that we get very rarely in games. Totally. totally. I was going to say this game's gay as hell, but I wasn't yep. sure what it was yeah. about it that made me feel that way. Yeah. So I was just like, I'll I won't mention that, but I'm so glad to hear you guys felt that way. Oh as well. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I think that. It's really, I think this thing is incredibly well made, like, in that sense, Um, especially just based on the fact that, like, I am a straight dude, and it, like, makes me, like, this game brings me to tears every single time I play it, and I've played through it, like, nine or ten times now, and I, like, cannot get through it without crying at one or multiple points in this game. That's art. It is. It Um, super is. Uh, I... The first time I played this, I have not quit thinking about it since. So, like, t- so each of the levels, some of them are as short as, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. And then, like, some of them can get a little bit longer, like, mm. two, three, four minutes. I've not looked at the exact length, but that's what it yeah. felt like. Maybe the last one is a little bit longer than that. Yeah. Um, 
And then there's a, an arcade mode that you can unlock after doing it the first time yeah. where you can just play through the entire game. Yes. Do you play it each time just trying to get like gold because you can get gold, silver, bronze depending on how well mm-hmm. you, you score. Each time you, you play through, do you basically just play through the main story or have you tried the arcade mode as well? So I, I have gone through and done like gold on every level uh, just because I wanted to like... This game clearly wanted me to do that, and I got I took I took so much from it that I felt like I'm like okay yeah I'll play on your terms for a little bit. So I like went through and did all the individual levels, but like every time I sit down and replay it, it's always just the like album arcade mode. I super wish that was what the game just shipped with to start with. It wasn't like something that you had to unlock at the end because I I think like. I think that it works like they were they were heavily pitching this as like the tagline marketing tagline for this game is a pop album video game. Um, And it super is. But it's weird that it gets like broken up um, by, you know, Queen Latifah saying gold rank. uh, And then you have to like go to the next (laughs) stage and hit a and then move on from there. Um, Like that stuff's neat. I just wish it was just like you boot it up like the game's only like an hour long. Um, it's the length of an album. Um, and so, uh, I, I really wish that it was just like, Hey, just sit down, play it. It's fine. And then just like, okay, then you can go back and do individual stages. Um, that's like my only gripe with this game, honestly. But, uh, yeah, yeah, for the most part, got queen. I'm sorry, game. Go ahead. Yeah. For the most part though, like I, whenever I sit down and play this thing, I'm playing album arcade because it's just front to back. Yeah. You, you know, on the queen Latifah front that they got her for like, two hours and they're like hey you're gonna read all this stuff right now yeah yeah. Uh, but that's what i love about annapurna is they they have these connections to like motion pictures yeah uh and they sometimes bring those folks in i mean 12 minutes which is one of the the latest games that they published uh brought in james mcavoy and daisy ridley Mm -hmm. as well as green goblin thank you yeah i'm like i I can't know why am i thinking of okay i got here we are thank you uh but I, i think she added like some real gravity and like you know, continued. She was like the perfect person. And I think I didn't realize it until this playthrough that yeah. like Queen Latifah is the perfect person to do the narration. hundred percent. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because this game like is like all about like empowerment. Yeah. And about strong women. There's just and... like a warmth in her voice too. You know, yes. like it, it yes. really like, yeah, like, yeah, obviously like it, this very much could have been like her just showing up for a couple of hours and just like getting a pretty sweet paycheck. But also it, even if that were the case, it really didn't feel like it, even though she had like pretty like limited lines, except towards like the very beginning and the very end of the game. Um, Cause I didn't feel that way. Like I felt like, yes, her voice was familiar, which mm-hmm. tickled a part of my brain. And I was like, who is this? Yeah. Who is this talking right now? Why do I recognize this voice? Like, and there's definitely like a, a calmness, a warmth, a, you know, something in there. But I also felt like that role could have been played by just about any voice actress. Sure. And it would yeah. have it would have come across the same way. I, I just didn't feel like she was so core to the experience of it. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, I... I there's... Go ahead. There's, a, there's an article on US Gamer by um, Hiran Cryer. Um, and they say that she was a last minute ad and they had essentially like way early in the process said like, we want Queen Latifah. And then like <laughs> with weeks before release, they said like, or weeks before they locked the game down, Annapurna was like, yo, we got Queen Latifah. <laughs> so I think that you're right, Michael, that this yeah. could have been the way it was structured is they didn't need her. Mm-hmm. It was very much just left open to like a very strong female narrator. But I think that just, Maybe maybe it's the role she plays and the trailblazer she was mm-hmm. and the warmth in her voice that I appreciated. Even though I would tend to agree with you, like her saying "gold rank" yeah. like, totally <laughs> is not. Yeah, didn't need that. Yeah, I I, I think that uh, like I, I I'm not gonna say that like she was the only choice because I, I super don't think that's the case. But like I think I think she did a great job. Um, I think she was a like a good choice. Clearly, they wanted her, um, and it's cool that they got her. But like. Uh, I, I think that there are definitely other voice actors that could have absolutely nailed that too. Yeah. Let's I, fantasy agree. cast this role. Who who else could it be? God, um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm putting you guys on the... Jennifer Hale. Fuck, yeah. Hmm. I mean, hmm. like the honest answer for me is like anyone who is a voice actress could step in and play this role. Like, I don't think it required... 
I don't think it required a lot of lift or like uniqueness to, to, mm-hmm. to do what she did here as the narrator. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to like take away from sure. no, no. the actual like performance of it or the, mm-hmm. the, what she did. But I also just didn't feel like that was such a crucial element that it yeah. changed the experience. It yeah. was a very nice to have. Yes. Yeah, totally. I, I thought the, like, I didn't know it was her whenever I first played it. Uh, and then like, at the end of the credits, when it's like, oh, and Queen Latifah. And I'm like, oh, hey, that's cool. And that's like all I've really thought about it. It's like, okay, cool. That's a neat thing, you know? Absolutely. That's exactly how I felt. I was like, yeah. this voice is so familiar. I was yeah. scratching a part of my brain. Yeah. And then at the end, it was Queen Latifah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember her. Uh, so I, I want to change gears, shift gears a little bit here. Yeah. And like, we can talk more about the soundtrack in a little bit, but before we do that, I want to talk about like what this game looks like. I think mm-hmm. they've like created a really cool nifty yeah. art style that is just a, a mishmash of like, hey, th- I f- I feel the like tarot card um, inspiration, but it's almost like what if like Andros from Star Fox on the Super Nintendo was the entire vibe of this game. Yeah, it's like what if Andros, but with heavy bisexual lighting. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's just Sayonara Wild Hearts, like visually in a nutshell. And I think that's cool, Lots honestly. Purple, blue, like, and neon pink. Purple, yeah, yeah. neon pink, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, like. Sorry, go ahead, Cam. I, I just think that like the way this game looks, I I just cannot picture like i can't think of like for the life of me and there probably is but like there's just not a game to me that like looks as visually striking as it like you know how sometimes with uh not just with like indie games but with a bunch of like other games you're just like oh i can't tell if it's this game or this game you just look at this and you're like oh that's sayonara wild hearts if you know what it is obviously it it doesn't really look like anything else they like really went like all in on this really stylized approach. And I think it really paid off. Yeah. And they crank everything to 11. It's like, not only is your character like wearing a mask and riding a motorcycle, but you're also riding a motorcycle on roads that are collapsing in front of you and you're jumping gaps. And then there are rockets coming and you're jumping over the rockets. And it is, it is digital. It seems like at every step, like to Mm -hmm. me, this felt this game in, in every respect, visually, sonically, every element felt like it brought me to the year, like roughly 2010, sure. where there was yeah. like LaRue and there was like Charlie XEX and like this like synth wavy dance pop that had like really started to, to come out. And there was a lot of, you know, like when I think of LaRue a lot specifically, I think like hyper androgynous, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and th- that's kind of what this game made reminded me of you know made me feel like like the the same vaporwave colors and aesthetics only like cranked a little bit higher on the contrast felt yeah. like felt like this is you know this is this is what this game was coming from yeah i am like the the biggest churches fan ever and like their first album the bones of what you believe that came out in 2013 is precisely exactly what this game is and so when you say around 2010 mike i'm like Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, if you like this, you'll like that first Church's album. Um, are there any albums that you think of, Cam, when you when you think of this game? Carly Rae Jepsen's "Emotion" um, immediately, like with a bullet. Um, I think that, uh, and this will answer uh, my thing later. But if you like this game at all, or if you like that album at all, you will like the other thing a whole lot if you haven't checked them out. Yeah, I uh, that album came out in 2015, but was recorded through 2014. So yeah, yes, that is like, there's a vibe, yeah, an era, yeah, like this game. Ooh, man, <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I uh, are, are we into the soundtrack part now? Then I yeah, guess? let's do okay. it. Hit it. Uh, I this adore so the soundtrack. Swedish. I listen to it constantly. Um, I literally the first thing I did after I finished playing this game was go over to I am eight bit and just immediately buy the vinyl record. Um, which I play constantly. Um, I just, I, I do wish that, uh, like, on streaming services, that it was in game order and not oh, the first, so like, annoying. five or six tracks or the uh, ones with vocals and then the ones after that are the instrumentals. I do appreciate that they do have the, like, 
last stage music, the like eight and a half minute medley that just absolutely kicks ass. Um, yeah, I, I, man, there's just like, there's like so much emotion poured into all of this stuff and like lyrically looking into it too. I think it's really neat that it's, it's a little dorky also. Like there's a lot of like explicit, like gaming references in there, but Mm -hmm. also still talking about, you know, like heartbreak or like, uh, like, you know, the song begin again, which is just about like, all right, I guess we're just, my favorite. I'm starting over. That song is so my favorite. It's so good. Easily with Um, a bullet. I I heard begin again. And I was like, because again, it it evokes that same, like early 2010s, like, uh, synth wave, like the midnight churches yeah. that I just really adore. And so that was the song that I gravitated towards first, which is surprising because I thought, because that's like the first major, I that's guess, like the first, yeah, level. that's like the uh, first, like, climax point rather of like, hey, like stuff is happening here. You're doing something other than just going to a place. It- yeah. So I thought, like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to come and like, like the Morris time goes on, but begin again was my favorite. Mike, yeah. sorry. I uh, know. Like you just reminded me that like this also has huge M83 Midnight City vibes. Yes. Yeah. You know, like it's, it is that like 2010 ish like era where there's just kind of like bright neon lights, a lot of like heavy synths coming back into the, into the vocabulary mm-hmm. or soundscape. Um, I, the, the one track that I, I like, that entitled that stuck with me, I think is like dead of night. Yeah, um, and yeah. that's the one where you're fighting the three headed dog. Felt like neck. that sick drop in it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think that's also the one that like brings up one of my gripes about this game, which is that your actions don't always line up with the beat. And so yeah. it will ask you to, you know, the circle will close in on the button. And you have to time it perfectly. And you would expect that the way that this game is on rails and like timed out perfectly, like they have all of the beats timed to the music, that they don't have the beats lined up with the optimal button press as a guide mm-hmm. uh, was a really like head screwy thing to me because I was like, I was like, oh, I'm listening to the song and I'm going to line this up to the beat. Yeah. And yeah. instead it was, no, no, don't always line it up with the beat line it up with the button prompt that we are, that we were telling you. And that was like a, like, you know, I'm not here splitting hairs and trying to make gripes right. where there aren't any, but that, that was one where I was like, this just feels wrong. You yeah, know, like, and I want to be on beat. And weirdly enough, I noticed that's true with some stages and not with some other ones. Um, like, uh, like uh, some of the, like, yeah, like that that fight like the uh that that fight in particular the one with the giant wolf mech Cerberus who throws thing yo-yos at you that explode <laughs> and shoots mines at you. God, this game's so good. Um uh yeah, like that one definitely there's like okay, I'm like trying to like slide under this thing or jump to this different pathway in time with the music, but it's like just off enough. Um but like there's other ones that are just like dead on um perfect. That, yeah, it's it's it was a really weird thing. I'm like, did I just mess that up? But like, I, I've I've played that like nine times, and like, I don't want to sound like pretentious, but like, I know rhythm games. Like, I know that it just isn't lined up. <laughs> it's just how it is sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, that was the thing that was screwing with my head because there mm-hmm. were you know like you'd complete a couple where it was all aligned, and then you get to one and it's like, oh no, now I need to yeah. unlearn the habit that I just formed. Yeah. To to get through this or not to get through it because I don't think we've talked about this, but this game is easy mode. The definition like you don't there, there's almost no failing. I think once you die a bunch of times, it says, do you really just do you want to skip this or yeah. do you want to like knock this down a level or something like that? Because um, you can get through this with with any level like it, you mm-hmm. don't need a like silver or above to, to get yeah. through like score like you just super doesn't the, matter exactly you just need to make it to the end mm-hmm. 
And I, I don't know if you guys saw like the screen you mentioned, Mike, of like when Queen Latifah comes and says like, "Hey, you really suck at this. Do you <laughs> want to go down a level?" I don't know how you felt, but like one, it was insulting, and two, I was like, and I know like accessibility in games, yes, mm. um, but it was very jarring for me last night. I was playing in the dark. It was like eleven o'clock. It was that last level, uh, the medley, and I just there was a part I just could not get by, and Queen Latifah comes on in her like dulcet tones and is like, "Hello there." This is a little hard for you. Would you like to change? And uh, wild. Yeah, I like that whenever she gives you that option, there's also an option to never show this again, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is great. I just like I just got that like my first time playing through it. And then I'm like, OK, like I'm good. I know what I'm doing. I'm just not executing and that's OK. Um, and I'm just like, OK, yeah, I'll just. Well, you, you go off in your, your, your little corner there and that's, I'll just keep playing the game and that's fine. That's exactly when I saw it. It was like, I am intentionally trying to do like the stretch here. Like I'm trying to get all of the little things that are out of the way mm-hmm. to, to max out my score. It's not the like squares, I need, yeah. you know, it's not like I need to go a level down. I can complete this easily. It's I'm trying to perfect this run, yeah. you know, and that's when, uh, that's when I, I ended up getting it, and that's when I was like, to your point, Jacob, a little insulted by it because it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you don't see what I'm going for here. Like, I'm painting a picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or even if you're going after some of those Zodiac puzzles, which is like a, an added layer of different challenges, yeah. some of them require you to fail. And so I, I didn't have that, uh, you know, trying to get those puzzles and then failing, but I could imagine there are one or two of them where you will fail and Queen Latifah might come chastise you. Um, but I don't know about y'all. I didn't. I did one of them just to see kind of what the like puzzles were about. And accidentally I like, okay. did one of them, and then I ended up intentionally doing another one. But I only have like two of them done. Like I was looking through them earlier just because I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that these like zodiac puzzles are in here, and like the wording on them is really clever. But like I don't want to do them. Like one of them is uh, like one of them I remember is so once you get all golds on all stages, you unlock YOLO Arcade, which is basically the album arcade version where it's one straight run of the entire game, but if you die, you're done. Um, Wow. And there's a Zodiac challenge for completing that, but getting 10 riskies, which is basically like almost hitting something at like a high speed. Um, And no thank you. Um, I can't even imagine. Like you don't even get like three lives. It's like no, it, if you it's, can hit that once. It is it is YOLO to the letter. Um, wow. Yeah, it's uh, that's that is not something that I have really any intention of trying. Like I don't. I like me personally. I don't come to this game for you know like th- there is some like built in like score stuff. Like this is you know for all intents and purposes a runner. Um, and you know like I like I'm not great at runners. I just like having a good time and this game gives me a lot of that. And so I just like, I'm not going to play yellow arcade, but it's cool that it's there for people that want it. Mm-hmm. The speed running community. Maybe they, well, I mean, how do you speed run? There's this one game? time. Yeah. You speed run this game. <laughs> I said that and I'm like more like the challenge seekers rather right. than, it's, the, yeah, than speed runners. It, I think so people are playing through the fire and flames on perfect. That's it. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, I, I think there's been Sayonara wild hearts at a, game's done quick but i think it, it's like very clearly like a high score showcase on like the yolo mode like obviously if you're watching somebody on that level do that you want to see like the highest possible skill possible right but, um that's funny i'd love to i'd love to have like game's done quick time and me be like hey we finished at the same time <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> world record I think I'd be uh, I, I think I'd be more mad if I did like a regular album arcade run and it I didn't die, but it didn't count as a YOLO. Like I'd be like, oh, oh, great! Like I know I can do it then, and that would just like taunt me in the background forever. Uh, how did you guys do in the game? Like, cause I got two golds, but I know Cam, you played it a thousand times. Yeah, but a lot of golds, a lot of silvers. I got a lot of silvers, two golds, and maybe a few bronzes across the whole game. I'm trying to remember. so on my first time through, um, I got like a few golds on like the slower levels. Um, those those heartbreak sequen- uh, sequences are real fast. Um, but again, like I think that is great narratively because all of those heartbreak heartbreak can't even say heartbreak today. All of those heartbreak sequences and everything are about like you know like 
like the enemies that you're fighting and those heartbreak sec- uh, sequences. Wow. Oh my god. Um, like they're they're essentially just like you're going through like the stages of grief. Um, like you're going through like what you would normally expect from somebody having like a very serious breakup or something like that. But I, I think that that those are so blisteringly fast, but like get slower over time as you get towards like, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, like death, because death is like the final person in this game. Um, I, I think that like, that's a really neat kind of dichotomy with that. But yeah, I got like solidly bronzes on those. Uh, <laughs> those are real fast. I and real tough. I yeah. got uh, on the first ten. Like more often than not, I got golds, and then after that, it was like pretty solidly bronze or silver territory. Mm-hmm. Like mostly bronze, some silvers, um, and yeah, I, I just realized like you know what, my ego would normally have me wrapped up in like getting a gold and yeah. <laughs> you know making sure that I like beat this game well, um, but this time I was just like eh. I just need to get through this. Like, I just yeah. need to play it. I'm like, I'm just along for the ride. At the end of the day, it's on rails. Totally. So it's, it was a little bit easier to, to just put that aside and sit back and relax. Yeah. I, so, uh, the way that like album arcade works is like, you get a gold, silver, or bronze rank for that. Um, and it's like 500,000 points is bronze. 750,000 points is silver. And then a million is gold. Uh, uh, Loki, shout out to myself, had my best run of it uh, for this <laughs> recording, but Woo! I still only got 900k. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, because the way scoring works is uh, every time you get like one of the like smaller heart pickups, it increases by one, and that's cumulative, but if you die, it starts back at one. Um, so... How many times would you have died then throughout that, that playthrough? <sighs> this playthrough, I think I died like six or seven times. Um, and it was just because like, I haven't played it in a while, but it was a lot of, uh, a lot of those trees, like that area with the deer, I just have a lot of trouble with cause those trees are very small and very fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, I, I want to shift gears here just a smidge. Yeah. Uh, I want to move to a segment we call the recommendation machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before I ask you for a bunch of game recos and music recos, mm-hmm. um, I want to ask you if you had to recommend the best way to play this game. Yes. Um, uh, platform, vibe, like yeah. the room or the lights on, and then in how many plays, what would you recommend to someone who maybe is playing this for the first time? So I would recommend, uh, A, that you try to play through it in one setting. Um, it's only like an hour, hour and a half. Um, it's not like a super long game. Um, so if you're able, if you were interested in checking this game out, which you should, um, and you want to, and, and you want to play it, like I'd recommend just sitting down and devoting that time to it. Um, I think that Apple Arcade is a neat way to play it. I don't think it's the best way to play it, um, specifically with touchscreen. Um, platform wise, I don't think it super matters though. Um, I would just recommend, um, decent sound system, um, headphones in if you can, if not like you know, just get in an area where you can like really focus on the sound. Um, I don't think the quality is like necessarily a huge thing. Most TV speakers are fine, honestly. Um, but, uh, play it with a controller. Uh, I found has been probably the best way to do it. Um, just because, you know, if you're playing, I, I like fired up the Apple arcade version a little bit and like it just, your, your screen, like your finger moving stuff on the screen, just, takes away so much visually just because you just can't see all of it because your finger's in the way. Yeah. Um, so that's that would that would be my recommendation for sure. It's just uh, kind of do that. I would, um, if you want to play it with other people that you like know would be interested in this vibe, I'd recommend that. Um, it's, a, it's, it's one of my favorite games to just like hand somebody a controller to, but like, you know, nothing, nothing beats just kind of hanging out by yourself, you know, having a nice drink, playing, playing some... <laughs> Real good Euro pop and having a nice cry, you know. <laughs> Man, is this game Swedish? God, it's Swedish. Yeah. It's so it's so good. I it feels like yeah. it came out of the Swedish pop machine. Like it feels oh, like yeah. it is just pure pop music written by every Swede that mm-hmm. every pop song is written by. It's great, just, you know. Yeah, like it's great. Distilled. Every award what the soundtrack the, has uh... gotten 
has deserved it. I made a Neo. I said Neo by accident. I meant Neo the Matrix, but Neo's producer for all of his biggest hits is a Swedish duo Hmm. that I cannot remember the name of, Hmm. but they were huge in the early 2010s. Um, It was Stargate. Stargate made music for Neo, Charlie XEX, uh, like every Sia, like those folks. And so like, I know what you're, I know what you're saying, Mike, like, oh no, sorry. They're Norwegian, not, not Swedish, but you know, (laughs) Scandinavian. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I would say the same, like play this in one or two sittings, headphones, uh, in the dark, uh, maybe with someone else uh, on a console. Yeah. I tried to fire it up on Apple arcade. I have a, uh, backbone, um, but I just got an iPhone 13 pro and it doesn't fit in the backbone. So I mm. bought it on PlayStation four, but, uh, I don't, I won't be crying. I, I'm mostly aligned to what you said. Yeah. Like, I, any, I think any differences, any differences there. I think that this would also probably play pretty well on an iPad. Um, if you just had like a controller, like a Bluetooth controller with that too, um, I think that'd be totally fine. Um, I just, uh, if you have to play it, if you want to play it and the only way you can play it is with touchscreen, like that's fine. But, uh, I, I really do think like the best possible experience gets out of like being able to just sit and just like visualize all of it at once. Yeah. Not, not ideal. Um, recommendations about albums or games that gave you the same vibe. I know that we, we set a couple, um, do you want to just recap yeah. those and maybe add a few different ones? Mike, why don't you start us off here? Yeah, I'll add one more that we have not talked about yet, and that is Robin's Body Talk from, again, oh, yeah. that, like 2010-ish era. I don't remember exactly, but that's the one where she has Dancing on My Own. Um, that is totally this game's vibe and also mm-hmm. Swedish. So, Yeah, I'm recorded sure in Stockholm, Swedish. so yeah. good one. Yeah, Um I, I really think that, like, th- honestly, to me, like, the closest, like, one-to-one with the vibe is probably still, like, Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion. Um, I just, uh, a, a lot of, like, the themes of that album, too, you know, like, about, like, loneliness, like, you know, learning to love yourself, learning to love again. Like, I think that that stuff gets touched on pretty heavily here. But also just, like, in terms of vibe and color scheme, even, <laughs> like... Uh, it's, uh, in, uh, funny enough in, uh, so in the main character's room, like, uh, Samogo on Twitter did like a little like breakdown of like the stuff that was in her room. And, uh, a lot of the posters are just like very minimalist shape, like representation of like things that the staff were inspired by. Um, like there is like a very minimalist, like Akira poster, hanging up in her room. There's a minimalist Carly Rae Jepsen's emotion poster hanging up in her room. Uh, I'm trying to find out what the other ones are, but I, I'm having a hard time finding it. But there's a they, they did some like really cool stuff on Twitter, basically pointing out like, hey, this is this. Hey, this is this. Like, we just kind of spelled it out pretty plainly for y'all. Um, and I think that's really cool. Uh, I said a few, the first Church's album. Um... Uh, beyond that we've said a couple great ones uh, I love a DJ set by Porter Robinson from 2020 his Secret Sky set mm-hmm. um, which is like in a bedroom there's a lot of neon and then there's some remixes of like songs from that era um, so like those are the things that I'm going to recommend we talked about rhythm games uh, if you guys have any more throw them in here but if not I think that closes out this this part no one more one more hurry up we're dreaming M83 like we yep. we kind of talked about that but like literally the the album art for this album is the purple and blue and and uh and red like and pink lighting that is prevalent throughout this game and carries a lot of that same vibe and also everyone should listen to the frog song everyone should know yeah. <laughs> uh we've talked about a lot of dopeness here but let's let's close it out with final thoughts uh play this game it's available in a lot of things. Uh, you can get a, if you bought an iPhone, you can get a trial to Apple Arcade, and you can play Cyanara Wild Hearts for free. So that is my reco to you. If you have an iPhone, play this game. Throw on some headphones. Enter the world of yeah. you know psychedelic queerness in the best possible way. Um, I love this game. I it's love great. this game. I'm I, so glad we played it again. I absolutely adore this game. You messaged me and were like, hey, do you want to talk about Sayonara Wild Hearts? And I don't think I responded yes fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Like I, uh, I like I just like kind of went off the deep end with it. Like I, I. Oh, I think like, we picked up on that. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> I I have like stickers of all of the logos for the different crews. Like uh, I have the damn tarot cards because uh, they sold those for a while. Um, like yeah, I this is like one of those games that I will always recommend to people like just even without knowing like what their tastes are if they want like a short game to play i'm like this is the first thing that's usually out of my mouth Mm -hmm. i i could talk about this game for like another three hours but i don't (laughs) think that'd be a great podcast so (laughs) it just turned into me just like slinging drinks and just drunkenly rambling about how much this game made me cry so mike final thoughts yeah, of just, you know, a pleasurable experience. I wouldn't say I, I definitely did not have the experience that Cam did. Um, but even still, you know, I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, a good good game to spend an hour or two playing. Um, and I'd recommend it to most people. Cool. Well, hey, those are our thoughts about Sayonara Wild Hearts. Uh, before we say Sayonara, I hate myself. Uh, <laughs> that was Cam, good, though. why like don't that. you... Thank you. It's even better when you acknowledge it. Uh, Cam, uh, <laughs> let us know all about your programs once again on some good shows. They're all good. Talk Thank about you. them and where people can find you on the internet. Yeah, well, first you can find me on Twitter at the Man. That's T-H-E-K-A-M-D-Y-M-A-N. Um, you can find my podcast at, at somegoodshows or somegoodshows.biz. Um, we've also got a bunch of weird, fun novelty URLs like for our My Hero Academia podcast, we do have greennaruto.com that just takes you right there. <laughs> I don't know how we managed to get that. Um, but like we have our My Hero Academia podcast, which is like an analysis and recap show. We've got Video Game Robot Show, which is more on like the comedy side, uh, just kind of pitching randomly generated games with uh, myself, Nathan, and a guest. Uh, Hamburg Lore, which is uh, about, you know, the implicit and implied lore of all of your favorite mascots from the fast food and corporate world. That show <laughs> breaks me psychically on a daily basis. Uh, and we also have uh, everything ranked currently running right now, which is uh, basically just uh, competitive friendship is kind of what I've been calling it. Um, but yeah, anything that I do, I occasionally stream here and there on Twitch. Uh, I'll just post about that on my Twitter account, which is again at the Camdyman, T-H-E-K-A-M-D-Y-M-A-N. Cam, uh, you are a gentleman and a scholar of Sayonara Wild Hearts. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming back on the program today. Yeah. Uh, we love you. I uh, hope to see you again soon. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This the show is always a blast. I, I I genuinely love this show and what you guys do. So thanks for nerding out Since, with us. Yeah, sincerely, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for putting up with me just gushing about this game for an hour. So. <laughs> it was our pleasure. Nah, that's what we called you for. Yes, no, I know. Talk about this game. <laughs> I'm not like Literally. apologizing. I'm just thanking you for putting up with it. Uh, I regret no, no. nothing. Uh, <laughs> as we you regret should. Nothing as well. Uh, you can find all things Left Behind Game Club at Left Behind Club on Twitter, at Left Behind Game Club on Instagram, and on our website at leftbehindgame.club. If you like cool people that talk about cool old games, uh, you can find our, the link to our Discord. It's at leftbehindgame.club slash Discord. A lot of cool folks in there talking about, right now, Game of the Year stuff because, hey, we're almost at the end of the year. 2022 is coming. <sighs> Where did the year go? Where did the year go? <sighs> There are so many uh, games like that came out. Sorry. There are so many games that came out just earlier that I'm like, I, that felt like two years ago. <laughs> you can't tell me that Hitman 3 came out this year. Pandemic I don't believe time. it. Pandemic time. Persona 5 Strikers. That was like seven years ago. What are you talking about? It takes two. What about that one? Yeah, right. <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Feels like. Um, if you like this show, do us two favors. Uh, Give us a review on your podcasting platform of choice. Make sure it's five stars um, or else I will come find you. That was violent. I'll do it too. Um, and and send, the, uh, send the show to a friend uh, because that's how people find out about podcasts. Yeah. Michael, if folks want to find your work online, where can they do so? You can find me at Rufalo M on most social places online or at michaelrufalo.com or .ca. I own them both. It's all about that branding, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, find me in the Discord as well. I'm fighting, fighting off nerds with spoons. Are coming at me for their bad, bad opinions and takes. You got to um, do what you got to do. I get it. I understand. That's a deal, man. That's a deal. <laughs> Can I make URL suggestions for you to buy? Are you ready? I'm always ready. Bigmike.biz. <laughs> Good. Good. If you don't buy that, I will. 
can you buy it for me just to like lock up the branding? No. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I own Jacob.biz. Don't ask me why I own that. Wow, that's outside. a great domain. I mm-hmm. was going to buy cam.zone. And I really should have whenever I wanted to, because now somebody has it and uses it. And like, there was like one week where I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to pick this up and I'm going to buy it and it's going to be great. And then I'm like, ah, let me wait till next paycheck. Next paycheck rolled around already taken. Yeah, Life is pain. Existence is meaningless. Buy that domain right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm real big on buying these XYZ domains right now. And yeah. I'm going to get some .eth ones and we <laughs> just a bunch. <laughs> We've got some real stupid ones over at SGS, but uh, this is a PG show, so I probably can't talk about some of them. So uh, Why don't you just say them and then I'll blank them out if I need Okay, to. so we do have... Uh, I, I, they're not like terrible. Uh, the link to our Patreon is big, big bone dot zone. <laughs> I um, love that one. Uh, we also zone. have we also have bigger bone dot zone um, <laughs> because that was going to be like a higher tier, but we just ended up keeping it. Um, let's see. Uh, we've got uh, John dot um, which is about uh, the Garfield strip in which uh, John Arbuckle. Uh, goes to a vet and drinks a uh, vial of uh, in which he is told by the veterinarian that he will be having healthy puppies. Um, <laughs> what else? There's a whole lot of other ones. Um, the Tricks Rabbit ab- uh, Tricks Rabbit absolutely dot com is our Hamburglar link. Uh, yeah, just like cut it. Cut it. Like just cut it. Get out. <laughs> I love stupid domains so much y'all like I, I it's a problem i'm gonna bleep these out because it'll be more comedic <laughs> if i do that's a um, good idea <laughs> uh i own jacob.business.jake not jacob.biz which is less good but still i think those are both great honestly yeah i kind of like jacob.business i like the tldrs <laughs> like the the dots that are longer than the actual like thing mm-hmm. preceding it you know yeah. there's something very comedic about it yeah i agree it's like I tried to go for something short, but I went for something accidentally long. Yeah, yeah. Oopsie, I made a poopsie. Um, <laughs> you can't, you can't find me at Jacob.business yet, but you can find me at Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms. J A C O B M C C O U R T. I host another podcast called Cutscenes. It is a video game movie podcast that we do seasonally. Season three just wrapped up, um, but you can check that out on all major podcasting platforms and at Cutscenes.ca. Uh, Michael, close out the show for us. Oh my god. Michael, close out the show for us, my friend. And that, my friends, is one less game left behind. I'm Jacob McCord. I'm Katie Lesbrance. And I'm Travis Colnett. We are hosting a brand new podcast called Cutscenes. There are tons of video game podcasts and tons of TV film podcasts, but we're going to bring you the intersection of both and talk about video game, movies, and TV. I know what you're thinking. Aren't most of them not very good? Wrong. Some of them are fine. And we're going to tell you all about them. Make sure to subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. Follow us on Twitter at Cutscenes underscore pod. And most importantly, give us a listen. See you soon. Scenes, a video game movie podcast.